Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. It's episode 30. Holy smokes, episode 30 of Talking Shop, the podcast all about Photoshop. I'm Dave Cross. In this episode, it's time for some more rants and raves. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. As I mentioned in the introduction, my name is Dave Cross. If you're happening upon this podcast for the first time, I've been a Photoshop educator since 1990. That's what I do for a living is try to teach people how to use Photoshop. And this podcast is just another way for me to spread the word about the joys of using Photoshop. So back in episode 22 of this podcast, I did an episode called Rants and Raves, and I got a lot of feedback that people seemed to like it. Maybe they just like to hear Dave <laughs> talking about things that annoy him. I don't know. It's not all about, it's not just me ranting. That would be annoying, I think, if it was only like, this is bad and I hate this. But there's a bit of that. And as one example, I just got back from Photo Plus, the big photography trade show in New York City. And first of all, it's not as big as it used to be, and I think that's just a sign of the times with trade shows are just getting smaller because not as many people are going, perhaps, and exhibitors are wondering if it's worth spending all the money. Now, having said that, the big boys, Nikon, Canon, Olympus, Sony, they all had pretty major league gigantic booths with lots of stuff going on, everything from rock climbers to fashion shows and everything in between, so you could take photos and, and listen to their experts talking about their latest cameras, etc. But the thing that drives me a little crazy about photography trade shows, and I know it's just the reality of it, is there was so much gear. I mean, it was just, there was so little focusing on the craft of photography and everything was by this lens, by this tripod, by this gizmo that will help you do something to become a better photographer, I suppose. And I, I know, I know that photographers, many of us are, I guess the expression would be gearheads, or as a photographer named Zach Arias used to say, and probably still does, that a lot of photographers have GAS, which stands for Gear Acquisition Syndrome, where we're thinking that getting better gear is going to make us better photographers. And I suppose for, to some degree that's true if you have a better camera, but today's mobile phones, gosh, they can take pretty nice photos just just with a phone. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is that I, I wish when you went to a trade show, there were more opportunities to just learn, to practice. And there was a little bit of it. There were photo walks and stuff like that, but boy, it was hard to ignore all of the booths with gear, gear, gear. Not just gear, but like albums and framing and all these other things, which I know are an important part of the photography process, but maybe because my heart lies in education, I was there speaking at an Adobe theater where they didn't actually, Adobe didn't actually have a booth. They just had a theater giving demonstrations on how to do things in Lightroom and Photoshop. And that, that was great. And that was packed all the time. So I guess if you do go to photography trade shows, look for opportunities that go beyond simply buying more gear. And on the flip side of that, so I'm going to rave a little bit about an upcoming event next year, which is called Shutterfest. Now, I first heard about it and spoke at Shutterfest a couple of years ago, but it's a really very different event. It's held in this really cool hotel, which is a converted railroad station in St. Louis. 
and all the classes are very small. And at any given time, people just break out into unplanned sessions where people just sit around in the lobby or they grab a model and go out shooting. It's really an interesting event. If you're a photographer um, and or a Photoshop user who wants to try something a little different, take a look at Shutterfest because one of the more unique things, they have a program called Rent a Human, which is kind of a funny name for it, but it's basically there's a ton of models of all ages who are available. You just, in effect, sign sign them out and go walking around either in the hotel or outside and, and make some magic. It's it's pretty darn cool. I'm very happy to be speaking at Shutterfest again this year. It's April 14th and 15th in St. Louis. You can find out about it at shutterfest.com. So here's an unusual kind of a, a rant. It's not, I mean, it's to call it a rant is a bit of a stretch because as I mentioned, I think last time I did one of these episodes, I'm on the beta program where I get an opportunity to test and give feedback on the new version of Photoshop that's under development. And I got to tell you, it's both a blessing and a curse because on the positive side, it's great to get an idea of what's coming. But part of the process is you get a new version to test and there's a lot of things that said, well, just so you know, here's the list of things that don't currently work while we're working on this new feature. So it's it can be a little frustrating to get a glimpse as to what may or may not be coming. And by that, I mean there are features that are tested out and then put on the back burner because they don't quite make the cut. So there may be a feature that you get excited about only to find out it's not quite ready for prime time. So it's it's both good and bad. And the other, honestly, really bad side for me is when I'm talking to one of my students and they're lamenting a, prob- a problem that they have, something that they just can't get their head around in Photoshop. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, wait till you see the new, whoops, can't tell them about that yet. And that's the, I suppose, downside. It's not a heavy price to pay. And it's definitely one of those first world problems is, oh gosh, I can't tell people about the latest thing in Photoshop. But soon, soon my friends, won't have to wait that much longer. I'm just guessing. I don't really know, but it's usually a pretty good bet, as I mentioned last week, that Adobe Max is coming up next week, and that's the time where Adobe tends to show new things. So when that does happen, pretty good chance I may or may not have a video or two about what may or may not be available. Was that vague enough? Hopefully it was, so I don't get in trouble with Adobe. (laughs) Now, on the positive side... uh, I do have to give another shout out to Adobe. I I feel like, especially on the Photoshop side of things, I hear a lot of people that kind of talk negatively about the folks that make Photoshop and they don't listen or they don't care or they're not, what's the motivation for them to create new features since they have our money as Creative Cloud users. And I got to say, I was involved yesterday in a conference call. And obviously, again, I can't tell you any specifics, but it was a very early stages of a feature they're working on and they had about 10 or 12 people there on a video call and were asking our thoughts on if there was a feature that did the following what would you expect out of it so they first asked us our input then showed a short demo of kind of the path they're on and then after that of course we gave further feedback but 
it was pretty innovative and it was pretty interesting. And I love the fact that even though a new version of Photoshop is about to drop, theoretically, any day now, that they're already working on future stuff. And I think that says a lot for Adobe is that they're not resting on their laurels and they're not just stopping doing development because, okay, we're about to release a new version. Let's sit back and relax for a while. But instead, they're going full speed ahead trying to continue to develop really cool stuff. All right, I'm going to take a short rest from all my ranting and raving, and we'll get back to this in a moment. But first... It's time for the tip of the week. For this week's tip, since we're at kind of the milestone of 30, it's not as big a milestone as 25, I suppose, but it's more. I thought I'd give us a, a longer tip than normally. Normally I do kind of a quick tip, but I want to talk... And it's, it kind of fits in with today's theme because it's kind of a ranty tip. <laughs> and that is, I still see a lot of people when they're answering questions or maybe even in a tutorial itself, making a suggestion about using this crazy keyboard shortcut that makes a merged copy of your layers, kind of sticks it on top. So you still have all your layers, but you can continue working. And in its day, I would say, I used to, tell that all the time and just so you know I'm talking about the keyboard shortcut on the Macintosh command option shift e on Windows control alt shift e and that takes all your visible layers and makes a new layer that's kind of like a merged version of them all but here's the problem it's a one-shot deal and I see people do this where they do this shortcut but then if they need to do any further editing let's say for example there's a bunch of layers and two of them are type layers well once you do that merged visible shortcut those type layers are now rasterized. They're not actual editable type. So if you realize you want to move the position of a layer or edit the type, you have to delete that merge layer, edit the type, and then do it again. So I'm gonna suggest instead, a better choice a lot of the time is to take those same layers, make sure they're not only just visible, but selected, and then convert to a smart object. Now it'll look like you're flattening them, but what you're really doing is putting all those layers into this special container called a smart object. And then if you need to do any further editing, for example, move a layer, edit the type, whatever it might be, you just double click on the smart object. It's gonna open a separate window with all your original layers. And to me, as I said, most of the time, this is now a more effective way to work. and it. It occurs to me that some people, not everyone, of course, but some people are continuing to do things a certain way, like a shortcut, like of this nature, because they're just in the habit of doing it and they're not exploring new ways to do things. So as part of this extended tip, I would say, give yourself permission to explore new ways of doing things, including things like using smart objects instead of that keyboard shortcut. With short tutorials, in-depth multi-lesson courses, and live Q&A sessions, learningphotoshop.cc provides the Photoshop training you need to succeed. So building on that tip a little bit, it, that whole creature of habit, I've always done it this way, so I'll continue to do it that way. Here's another one of my pet peeves, is when I'll see tutorials or answers to questions in Facebook groups or something like that, and people say, well, here's the best way to do it. And 
what does that mean? Like, what is your definition of best? Does that mean that the way that's going to give you the most accurate result or the quickest way to do it or take the least amount of time but might not be as accurate? Or is it going to give you a way that's the most flexible so you can continue to edit it? And so I I have a, a pretty big problem with people framing something as here's the best way. That's why when people ask me questions like, what's the best way to do something? I almost always come back with, well, that depends. And then I ask them questions like, will you ever need to edit this in the future? Or are you trying to get things done really quickly? Do you have many images that you want to do the same thing to? So that might call for a different approach. So if you feel like you want to ask for someone's advice, I would suggest that you'd be better off rather than asking for the best way is to ask for opinions as to what approach would you take in this situation and try and provide as much information as you can, including things like, again, do you is this a, a function you have to do on a regular basis every day, or are you doing it once but to a lot of images, or are you doing it in a situation where you need to do it as fast as you possibly can, even if you have to sacrifice a little bit of quality or accuracy? I mean, all of those things, even, by the way, the the final result, for example, is it going to be printed on a traditional printer or your own printer, or is it only for a website or for Facebook? Because those will all be factors which will have an influence on the quote best way to do things there's always going to be many different ways we know by now there's always multiple ways to do things in photoshop and i realize that one of the reasons people ask for best way is they're trying to get it narrowed down so someone doesn't give them five different possibilities say here well here's all the different ways you can do it in my training i try to narrow down to say this is the way i think is the most appropriate way most of the time so when it comes to doing things, you probably guessed by now if you've listened to this podcast even more than one episode that I like to do things in the non-destructive way because for me that more often than not is the best way for me. But I'll always tell people it will depend on your situation and the more you get to know different techniques in Photoshop, the better equipped you'll be to answer those questions yourself by looking at the circumstance and saying, well, given what I need to achieve, I think this is going to be the way that is going to give me the best result in the most easy fashion. So one final thought before I wrap up here, and that is I wish I wish there was a way where everyone would start off learning Photoshop with the same basic information and realize that you don't need to learn everything right away. I've said this probably, I don't know how many times on this podcast, but I really feel strongly that one of the reasons why beginners get frustrated and perhaps start to wonder if they'll ever learn Photoshop is there. They have this feeling like they have to learn every single tool and every single function, every menu, and that's just not the case. I always tell people you just need to start off with a core amount of tools to get you started. And then the further along you go in Photoshop, you'll learn more things along the way. And I realize that it's never going to happen because everyone learns in different ways from books or videos or classes or whatever. And everyone has their own their own idea of the best way to teach Photoshop. But I really think that we're setting ourselves up for frustration by going in with expectations of 
I need to learn everything when you really don't. You just need to learn the most important things. And then along the way, like I said, you'll pick up more things along the way. Photoshop doesn't have to be as frustrating as it tends to be for many people. And I think that's part of the reason is going in with the belief that eventually I have to learn everything. And, and you don't. I've said for years, the only reason anyone needs to learn everything about Photoshop is if you intend to teach it. And even then, it's just to be able to know enough about different functions to tell people, you really don't need to learn this because it's not that important. Now, just like last time, my final rave, if you want to call it that, is the, the listeners like yourself. I appreciate you taking the time to listen, especially in these episodes where I just blather on about, about things that happen to be bugging me at this particular moment in time. But I really do appreciate you listening. I really appreciate people who go and leave a review or share this with other people. That is makes me very happy and will continue to make the podcast thrive, which of course is my goal is to keep doing this for many, many weeks to come. Thank you again for listening. I'm Dave Cross. See you next time. Please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends. Find us at talkingshop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.